Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My name is Abrarul Hakisak, and I would like to welcome one and all to the weekly segment of the Fiqh program, an exciting new program here on Markaz Sahaba. I have been given the responsibility of teaching very, very basic fiqh, um, something which will be easy for everybody to understand as well. And uh, all, most of us would have obviously studied in the madrasas, uh, done our maktab madrasa when we were young, etc. But it's always good when it comes to these basic fiqhi issues and masla masail, uh, things that relate to our daily life, then it is important for us to always have, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, or do a refresher course from time to time, so that we keep ourselves fresh with regard to the masa, masla masail when it comes to our fiqh and our daily masla masail. From the outset, I would like to say that when it comes to fiqhi issues, uh, when it comes to the basic fiqh that we deal with on a day-to-day uh, basis. This is something which is very, very important and it is part of the faraiz of deen as well. From the hadith of Rasulullah Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we find that he mentioned talabul ilmi faridatun ala kulli muslim wa muslima aw kama qala nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wasallam that the acquisition of ilm, of knowledge is fard upon every muslim male and female the muhaddithin mentioned that this relates to those masla masail and those fiqhi uh, rules that relate to a person's day-to-day life that it is important and farad and obligatory upon a muslim to acquire that amount of ilm and knowledge that will enable him to distinguish between what is halal and what is haram in his day-to-day life and whatever masla masail relates to him with regard to his personal self with regard to his family his business his social dealings etc etc for the purpose of this segment however we will be focusing more uh, with regard to the masla masail with regard to istinja that is cleansing oneself, salah, uh, fasting, zakat, etc., etc. Um, now, given the time that we have, we need to make it as fruitful as possible for one and all. And at the same time, it needs to be basic so that people can understand. Remember, when it comes to fiqh as well, when it comes to masla masail, uh, there's always a practical aspect to it as well. We will be going through the theory, however, the practical aspect of it, if a person is not sure about how to do it, uh, we recommend that a person go to the local alim or alima and uh, try and ascertain from them as to the correct procedure. Because the theoretical part of you, inshallah, will be explained and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for me to explain also and for you to understand as well. Uh, but what, like I said, with regard to these fiqhi masail and day-to-day rules and regulations, uh, there is a lot of the time a practical aspect that comes into play. And when it comes to this practical aspect, some things might not be as clear-cut 
as the theoretical part of it and that is why it is important for us to revert to our local alim or alima uh, somebody that we have ta'alluq with we have um, some sort of relationship we can go to them ask them that look i heard this and uh, on the radio whatever but i'm not sure as to how to carry out this particular act how to carry out this particular um amal so in that way we can always revert to them and we can uh, try and get some sort of guideline some sort of direction on how to carry out that procedure <clears throat> beginning with the fiqh this week um, there's a lot of technical terms and terminologies that come into fiqh when we start itself off with najasat we start ourselves off with taharat in the sense that cleanliness is a very very important part of deen it is a cornerstone of deen and it is important for us to focus on this taharat taharat is something which is beloved to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every nabi that came was given certain aspects of taharat and cleanliness for him and his nation to follow allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regard to taharat and cleanliness mentions in the quran kareem ba'da a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim inna allah yuhibbu at-tawwabina wa yuhibbu al-mutatahhirin that indeed allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who repent and loves those who are clean and pure and this ayah appears in surah al-baqarah verse 222 so this is what is mentioned in the quran kareem with regard to taharat and cleanliness rasul kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has also mentioned in the hadith at-tuhuru shatrul iman that this cleanliness is half of iman or a great portion of iman this is reported in muslim sharif in another hadith rasul kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned miftahul jannati as-salah wa miftahus salati at-tuhur that the key to jannah is salah that is our prayer and the key to this prayer is cleanliness that means without cleanliness there is no salah there will be no prayer and without prayer a person cannot enter into jannah so these are the keys and the key uh, bottom line foundation when it comes to a muslim and all his good actions that he carries out in, in as far as the ibadat is concerned his bodily ibadat and worship is concerned taharat and cleanliness plays a very very important role Um, <clears throat> we will begin like i said with there are a lot of terminologies when it comes to taharat and a person goes into najasat the different types of uh uh impurities we have najasat haqiqi uh, najasat hukmi najasat ghaliza najasat khafifa uh, the light type the heavy type those that can be seen those can not which cannot be seen but we don't want to go into too much of terminology for i feel we might get lost in the terminologies and that will not enable us to understand uh, the basics that we are looking for when we get to a point where we have to explain a little bit more regarding the different terminologies then at that time we will look at them but from the outset i would choose not to confuse 
uh, you too much with regard to all of these terminologies, but rather we focus on the Muslim Masail itself, on the rules and regulations. And from there, if uh, something needs to explain, be explained a little bit more in detail with regard to these terminologies, etc., then we will go into them at that stage. So we will begin with Istinja. Um, istinja means cleaning the private parts after passing out urine and stool by using clean water and earth. So Istinja means to clean the private parts after going to the toilet, after passing out urine and stool by using clean water. And obviously in today's time we would say that a person would use clean water and would use toilet paper. Um, in times gone by, we find that toilet, before toilet paper had even become available, then people would use lumps of clay, lumps of stone, lumps, lumps of sand, etc. And they would make istinja in this way. However, the bare minimum that a person needs to make istinja is clean water. If a person doesn't uh, have uh, water, a person may use lumps of soil, etc., etc., to cleanse oneself. But uh, water is required, alhamdulillah, in our times here we find water is quite readily available. Um, and if we are going to places like malls or we're going to places where they don't make provisions for istinja, uh, like taps inside the toilet, cubicles, etc., then we should try and make our own preparation for that we know we're going to be going out for the day or we're going out to the mall for a few hours the need might arise for us to go and relieve ourselves then it is important at that stage that we have something to use like an empty bottle perhaps a collapsible bottle nowadays they have something which is a collapsible bottle very easy to store etc we can keep it in a packet keep it in our bags or whatever it is something that is easy to carry around and that when we need and if the need arises for us to go and relieve ourselves then we know we have that water bottle with us however if a person is traveling for example and he finds that he is not in a position now he does not have any bottle no no any utensil or any water available at that particular time then he may use uh, the lumps of soil but we will go into that a little bit more uh, later on uh, it is sunnah to make istinja after passing out urine and stool etc it is sunnah to make this istinja that means clean cleansing oneself after passing out urine stool etc is sunnah <coughs> excuse me for passing urine and stool one should go to a place of privacy uh, a toilet and seat oneself at ease after relieving wash the private parts until satisfied that they become clean it is not proper for us to relieve ourselves in places where a person there is no privacy or a person can be seen uh, relieving himself for this is something which is a little bit intimate it is a little bit personal so you do not want to be doing these type of thing and at the end of the day uh, the najasat and the uh, impurities that will be re uh, coming out of one's body, we should try and hide and conceal this at all times. So this is the first part. And the second part is that a person should wash himself and wash himself until such time that he is satisfied that all the najasat has been cleaned out and we have relieved ourselves to the full as well. When it comes to males, etc., we should not uh, rush the process and uh, before ensuring that all the droplets, etc., have come out 
and that now we have completely relieved ourselves before commencing with the istinja. Uh, sometimes a person in haste can make the istinja and yet after making istinja a few droplets come out and uh, this is something which in the hadith Nabi Karim wasallam has spoken about that people will be punished with regard to not ensuring that they make istinja properly and not being uh, particular about droplets of urine etc soiling their clothes. <clears throat> the next masala, it is permissible to use lumps of dry earth for istinja provided the body is properly cleaned. It is permissible to use lumps of dry earth for istinja provided the body is properly, properly cleaned. This is what we were talking about a little bit earlier that in the absence of water, if a person finds that he does not have water available, then it will be permissible, permissible for him to use lumps of dry earth uh, and that is soil, sand, to make this istinja in order for him to become pak. And it is the same, meaning that if on condition that he cleans, cleans himself properly and he cleanses his private parts, etc., with this earth and the soil, then it will be the same as if he had used water. Just like how water would purify us, in the same way the lumps of dry earth will purify and will cleanse the private parts and will now uh, remove the najasat and impurity from the body. These are a few items now or with which it is makru to make istinja. So it is makru, it is undesirable to make istinja with coal, bones, glass, baked bricks, printed paper, etc. It is makru to make istinja with coal, with bones, with glass, with baked bricks, printed paper, etc. But let us remember at this stage that when it comes to printed paper, it is important for us to make sure, uh, uh, to understand this point here, that even though we are using printed paper, even though we are using printed paper, uh, or rather, print, rather than printed paper, we are using toilet paper uh, to cleanse ourselves, toilet paper has been... Uh, made specifically for this purpose of istinja. So it was not made for any other purpose except for this istinja. So in this case, using toilet paper in itself will be permissible uh, because it is not meant for writing or printing or anything like that. However, to use things like uh, newspapers, etc., to make istinja, this is not permissible and this is actually makru and quite undesirable as well. So, inshallah, we will conclude with those few masail that we have uh, discussed today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it and make it easy for us to understand. And inshallah, we will continue from this point again next week. Jazakumullah khayran. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.